0: Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales Revisited. This is the first episode of Revisited that will be on the main feed. Uh, This is a show that I host with Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hello. And uh, we did a few of these last year for Patreon, which are now available to purchase on Bandcamp if you fancy. Uh, But what we do is we sort of look back at topics that have been previously covered on Weird Tales episodes but maybe sort of just like brushed over. We haven't delved too deep in. So previously we've done the man from Tor We've done, uh, what else have we done, Rick? I'm oh, Christ. Um, we did the Mandela effect. I remember that one. Mandela effect um, and the asphalt past. That's it, yeah. Yeah. So things that we've talked about on the show and since the show's gone up, we've had emails from people saying, when are you going to talk about this again? And we don't really do that on Weird Tales, but I thought I could do that with Rick. We get a different viewpoint on the, on the, on the subject already sort of talked about. Um, and one of the ones that I talked about way back on episode, or if I'm going to take a punt here, I think it was like 41, 42, somewhere in the 40s, uh, was Weird Disappearances. And I briefly talked about D.B. Cooper, but uh, we didn't talk about it much, and it's a really popular sort of um well it's not really a conspiracy a mystery
1: yeah it's it's one of those ones that's so popular it's almost fallen into a little bit of urban legend i mean it definitely happened but you know so many people know of this particular case
0: yeah so when i initially talked about it i didn't really know anything about it at the time and all we did is sort of play a news report from the time and i sort of said the basis of what happened then we moved on and we got loads of emails saying oh you should talk more about it It'd make a full episode um so i thought let's do it for this and here we are. That was my uh, long-winded intro to say we're talking <laughs> about DB Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you, you, you were familiar about this case already, Rick.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones where I don't know where I first heard of it, but it's just ubiquitous. You know, everyone knows about DB Cooper. It seems like I, I even did a little test and I mentioned that was recording this episode to my mum and she said, Oh, what are you doing? I said, Oh, you know, doing DB Cooper. And she's like, Oh yeah, the hijacking. I said, like, yeah. everyone knows about it.
0: So, the, so it makes sense that we revisit this. If I gave it a bit of a short, short shrift on the first time round, so we researched separately. Uh, how? What did uh, you look into of your research, Rick? Or am I going to find out?
1: Um, to be honest, I, I was I was trying to find some weirder angles on it. I mean, this is a, it's a very clear cut, you know, standard normal case. Yeah, you know, a man hijacks a plane and escapes mm-hmm. with some money. Um, I was really hoping there was going to be some sort of freaky paranormal angle or something about UFOs or like alternate dimensions Ooh. there's nothing I was
0: so disappointed so no it is a straight FBI investigation
1: it is it is there's a lot of finger pointing and yeah there's a lot of people that were quizzed over this and some estimates say the FBI were looking into over a thousand potential subjects and there's
0: yeah that's what I've got here
1: there's a, there's a common list of between 11 to 14 that I've I found out there uh, so mm. they've narrowed it down but obviously they, they never busted anyone for this.
0: Yeah, I made a note of some of the suspects um, and sort of what their deal was. And we could sort of ponder on how likely we think some of them are. Yeah, by all means. Uh, but before we sort of move on to that, we should probably talk about what the case actually is for the people out there that don't know what it is. <laughs> um, so it was 1971, uh, November 24th and uh on a flight from portland to seattle a man well it says that he was his ticket was under the name db cooper but it was actually under the name dan cooper yeah yeah i think the db was is a bit of a misreport i heard he definitely boarded under the ticket
1: of dan cooper and then apparently it was a newspaper put out an article and Mm. wrote db cooper and that's just what stuck for some reason
0: right yeah i couldn't find anywhere where the b came from no nothing so and it's weird that the case stuck around as the db cooper case rather than the dan cooper case It's, it's catchier isn't it sounds cool i guess so yeah uh but he got on the plane he ordered a bourbon and a seven up uh he handed a note to a flight attendant that said he had a bomb in his briefcase well, the, the thing I
1: actually like about that is apparently this, this lady was walking past him and he, he handed her the note. And I read a little interview with her. Apparently she thought it was some lonely businessman just giving her his number. So right. she, she lived it in her purse and apparently he went, uh, Miss, you'd better take a look at that note. I've got a bomb. <laughs> so then she pulls it out again and opens it. And all I can imagine it said is, I have a bomb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did he show her the bomb? at that point
1: apparently he asked her to sit down next to him and uh when he did when she did she, he uh flipped open the briefcase and she said she yeah. saw uh, a stack of eight sticks uh yeah. like a four by four and then lots of wires they speculated that it was a, a fake bomb by the fbi most likely right. but yeah for, for all intents and purposes she thought it was a real bomb
0: right okay it looks like a bug's bunny stick of dynamite exactly of yeah <laughs> string of sausages
1: <laughs> in his briefcase <proof> <laughs> You See, whatever happened to the good old-fashioned bombs? You know, like, the ones they used to have in cartoons, it was just, like, a big black ball?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, I want one of them. That'd, that'd be I mean, amazing. It is. <laughs> it's like you run in with a bank with one of them and you run out with a sack with a cash it, symbol the, on it. Or it's a swag. Yeah, swag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, uh, what, he demanded $200,000, mm-hmm. which seems like an odd amount to me.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very specific, yeah. and I, I feel I,
0: like he could have gone higher.
1: A lot higher, I would imagine, but apparently in those days it was a lot of money because this was, you know, 71. Yeah, apparently yeah. it's equivalent to about 1.2 million or so these days, roughly. Oh, okay. So it's a fair
0: whack of cash. Yeah. And maybe if he thought, oh, you know what, give me a billion, <laughs> he might have thought, I'm not going to get away with this. <laughs> uh, but he hijacked the plane, he demanded the money, uh, he demanded four parachutes, mm-hmm. and he allowed them to unload the passengers. Yep. So we just got a skeleton crew going here. And then he said, fly to Mexico, baby.
1: That was it, yeah. Something interesting that I noted was um, with the parachutes, apparently he requested the, the four that he got. Um, he said that they couldn't be police issue or FBI issue, and they had right. to go to a local parachute school to actually get some parachutes that he would apparently trust. I wondered why he asked for four i 'm assuming it 's a paranoia thing <laughs> i don 't know right it's it 's an odd yeah. one, because it seems um i, I don 't know if you saw it in your research, but there was only two that were left on the plane, right, suggesting that he had two on him it 's a bit weird back up, yeah, possibly, but then one on of to his was One one of the other parachutes that was left on board, apparently had some parts cut off of it
0: okay hmm. no i hadn't i, I didn 't come across this i looked mo- most of my research was looking into a lot of the suspects. So the actual the, the basic of the basis of the case, I've just got the uh, the basics of
1: Okay, so the, the bits that the bits that I saw, it said um, when the FBI agent searched the plane, they recovered uh, sixty-six unidentified latent prints. They also found Cooper's black clip-on tie. You know, it's classy chap, clip-on tie right. and a tie nice. clip, and two of the four parachutes, one of which had been open, and two shroud or suspension lines had been cut from its canopy. So I don't know what he was doing. Is either sabotaging or uh, hijacking parts from one of the parachutes? Mm-hmm. which suggests like he knows what he's doing with it maybe i don't know
0: yeah i mean i think you'd have to know what you're doing to think i'm going to jump out of a plane yes because if i'd never jumped out of a plane i wouldn't trust myself to get it right
1: you know you know like, i've I've done a skydive but i'd be fucking terrified to jumping out of one of those planes yeah like have you seen the design of it it's like a proper old like 1960s death trap
0: yeah 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 uh, a lot of the FBI reports after though said they didn't think he was trained. You see, that's interesting because he did it with some degree of skill. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's weird because most of the suspects I've got that we will come to in a bit, it says like they've nearly always got like military history, uh, you know, trained paratrooper things like that. But mm. the FBI drew ruled a lot of marks. Like, said I don't think he knew what he was doing. Really, I don't think he was trained. I don't know why they don't think he was trained.
1: Yeah, because I think someone ordering didn't. yeah ordering four parachutes, taking two, being able to open the back of a plane in flight and jump out, yeah. he's probably got a fair idea of what he's
0: doing. Yeah, I would I would expect so as well. So, maybe that's why they didn't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> like we got this guy; it might have been him. He's a paratrooper from Seattle. I uh, can't live in him. It's too obvious. <laughs> but uh, during this journey, this flight to Mexico. They didn't get too far because it was over Washington. They're in Washington still when he jumped over, jumped out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they can't have been far from Seattle. Uh, he jumped out of the plane with the money, uh, obviously with the parachute and was never seen again. Mm-hmm. And that's the big mystery.
1: So, something else that that cropped up in my research was apparently, as they were flying, um, after they dropped everyone off and he had the of money and the parachutes and everything, um, allegedly he was looking out the window and was able to identify the areas they were flying over from the air. Oh, okay. Which, you know, that suggests a, a certain degree of knowledge, yeah, yeah, pi- yeah, pilot experience at the very least.
0: Mm. I didn't come across that, but I did see that uh, in 1980 that some of the money was found. Hmm. Yeah, uh, by a boy, uh, a young boy found, um, he found 290 of the, because all the money was in $20 bills. Yeah. So he found 290 of the $20 bills um, and it was confirmed to be part of the money that Dan Cooper took through the serial numbers on it, Uh, but that leaves 9,710 remaining bills that have never surfaced. (laughs)
1: So that already suggests something may have gone horribly wrong. If he's just rained a bunch of cash down,
0: yeah, because um, I haven't written on my notes, yet, but I remember. I think I remember that the boy just found him by a river or in a river or something. Yeah, so just just to be left out in the wild, it seems something. Either they f- he dropped some, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't think I'd be dropping two hundred and ninety.
1: 20 dollar bills just casual is it like pouring one out for your homies you know you just throw uh, (laughs) throw a few bills
0: down (laughs) unless he is really like you know double thinking everything and oh, if i just scatter some of these around it'll look like something went wrong
1: i see yeah i also read that because it was by a river it means it could have happened a lot further up river and it washed down so it it kind of opens up a massive search area
0: Mm mm-hmm So, yeah, this is a case that the FBI were looking into for a long, long, long time. So this happened in 1971. They only officially announced that they were no longer searching in 2016. So they've stopped the search now
1: obviously taking it very seriously for that sort of period of time because I think mm. a lot of people sort of saw him as this folk hero this sort of like you know Robin Hoodish legend who is like oh you tricksy little devil DB Cooper yeah but there's there's a quote from one of the FBI guys is investigating it who sees it who says he just sees him as a damn dirty criminal <laughs>
0: great <laughs> I love those like old-style FBI agents oh they're great I feel like he's taking his hat off and stamped <laughs> yeah, exactly it grand, yeah as he's saying a damn dirty criminal (laughs) it's got a big cigar uh so yeah that's that's the basic details of the event i don't know if there's any other stuff you want to throw in amongst that that you came across
1: Uh, one little interesting thing that I found that I didn't know before, actually, was the plane was apparently tailed by some fighter jets. Uh, I read there was a rotation. Um, there was, there was two that was on, on the plane pretty much permanently. Uh, and then there was, there was a total of six that had ended up following. Uh, not Mm. a single one of the following planes saw, uh, DB actually make the jump.
0: Right. Okay. Mm. That's interesting. But, uh, so what do you think happened? Do you think he, uh, he got away with the money?
1: I'm of the school of thought that he's, he's jumped out of a plane from what I assume is a decently high altitude. I couldn't find any information on the altitude anywhere oddly. Mm. Uh, wearing regular clothes. I think something's probably gone a bit wrong for him. I think he's probably got extremely cold up there. He's, you know, it was late in the day when he's done it, potentially knocking on being a bit dark. Mm -hmm. I reckon he's just bloody pancaked you know he's tried to do a bit of a a halo jump and just screwed himself up
0: and landed somewhere never to be found yeah
1: turned into jam which is why it was never found and that's sprayed a load of money all over the show Mm. cheery or not who knows
0: (laughs) (laughs) well so uh obviously the fbi they they never found any evidence of that and uh they looked into as you said over a thousand suspects for this Mm -hmm. uh and there is sort of sort of around about 10, maybe some more that are sort of the names that crop up a lot again and again and again. Hmm. Um, many, many like listicles online of like, who are the most likely suspects? And you see the same names come up again in all these lists. So I made a list, a note of some of these. Did you look into some of these?
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a yeah. couple that are of note.
0: So maybe we'll take it in turns of like highlighting different suspects and the other one can chip in if they came across anything else about that person. Yeah, cool. Uh, so yeah, i you go. You go first. You pick one you want to talk about.
1: Okay, um so the one that I liked the most, but this one seems a bit too obvious, uh was someone called Lynn Doyle Cooper. Um, yeah, I got that one. Uh, yeah. So also uh, known as LD Cooper. You know, mm-hmm. a bit too close to the bone for me. But that's
0: um, why I liked it. To be honest, it's, yeah, like, oh, it's, it's a bit too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So uh, he was a leather worker and a Korean War veteran. Um, and it was his niece that actually proposed him as a suspect. Because apparently when she was eight years old, she recalled, um, Cooper and another uncle planning something very mischievous involving the use of expensive walkie talkies at a grandmother's house in Oregon. Um, apparently it was the very next day the plane was hijacked. Um, and then the next day, uh, his, her uncle went out and was apparently turkey hunting. But then LD Cooper came home wearing a bloody shirt. Uh, he said, which was the result of an, an, an auto accident. Mm-hmm. Later, she said, apparently, her parents came to believe that LD Cooper was the hijacker. And she also recalled her uncle, who died in 1999, was obsessed with a Canadian comic book hero called dan cooper and had one of the comics thumbtacked to his wall
0: (laughs) oh i didn't know about the comic book angle yeah i didn't know that that's interesting
1: yeah yeah but like everything they've said it's a bit too close to the bone um this this one was debunked by the fbi because they said they announced they had no fingerprints that had been found on a guitar strap that had been made by ld cooper yeah they
0: said the the dna sample that they had didn't match and it was that's it not yeah. strong enough
1: just not viable but it sounds yeah. like it should be a very solid case you know a, a veteran uh potentially you know done some 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 work on planes or like potentially done drops, who knows um, uh,
0: i i read that afterwards she said that basically initially her looking into her uncle like this was a lot of like this gut feeling because um whenever it was the subject came up about the hijacking about Dan Cooper. She said he was always like skirted the subject or changed the flow of conversation. Yeah, it came up like around the dinner table and stuff. <laughs> he just, which is interesting. But have you got the quote? No, I've got a quote here. This now maybe I found this um, on a non non uh, sort of serious website, but um, I've got here that she once overheard him speaking on the phone I think it was Uh, the quote is we did it our money problems are over we hijacked an airplane (laughs) wow (laughs) I mean if that's true that's that's amazing um, uh, yeah I found that on one website I can't remember the name of the website I just had to write it down because I was like that's great I wonder why she thought it was him. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so ridiculous. I I
1: think it's probably like that whole mind of a child thing. If she took so long to come forward, you know, nearly 30 odd years, to actually come forward, I think her mind's played a lot of tricks on her in that time. It's
0: easy to fabricate memories. Yeah. If you start going down one route and you start piecing more stuff together, you then create more memories to back up Mm -hmm. the route you're going down. That's it. Um, But yeah, like you said, he was a war veteran. He was a keen outdoorsman um and it was the niece yeah the niece that thought it was him and, and actually her mother agreed once she talked to her about it she said yeah i think you're right unfortunately i don't think he's our winner you don't think it's him nah no i don't think so either one that i i'll tell you, i'll talk about one that i love here this is a really interesting one uh but i don't think it's the one either uh did you read about barbara dayton
1: I did. I was going to do Barbara Dayton
0: next, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Snake in there first. So uh, Barbara Dayton died in 2002. uh, But could D.B. Cooper have been a woman? Uh, So Barbara Dayton was actually born Robert Dayton and had a sex change operation in 1969, so two years before the event. And people who think it's her think basically had the ultimate disguise of reverting back to her male persona. Uh, is what they're thinking, as a disguise. Um, She was a skilled pilot, parachutist, explosives expert. Wow. So this all adds up. Um, And so it's her friends, uh, Pat and Ron Foreman, who said it was her. Um, Good friends for years, and they said basically that she confessed it to them. Um, They are also ex-pilots, that's how they know her, and uh, they went on to be authors. But yeah, she confessed it to them one night. Uh, that she did it do you think it was her <laughs> it's, I, i'm not sure because i've not been
1: able to find any information on what the fbi investigated about her if anything because the only information i could find is said the fbi has never taken dayton seriously as a suspect mm. but i could see that as being like that old institutional um transphobia you know just yeah just being against it be like oh no it couldn't be that whack job you know yeah exactly. that sort of old outdated attitude
0: yeah, possibly. that. might If it was her, that's how she could have slipped through the net, I suppose, mm. and not been looked into too seriously. The other thing is, like, the only evidence there seems to be is her friend saying, I think she did it. <laughs> and a lot of the FBI ones that I've read where they were just like, they didn't take it any further was just like well the only thing we had to go on was just like someone saying i think it was this person but then maybe like you said if they didn't take it seriously they wouldn't have dug in to find more evidence yeah and it might have just been like dead in the water that like line of investigation
1: yeah that's true yeah because you know, you'd think yeah. someone who's actually got the balls to do something like this would probably have an idea on how to cover it up and how to shut the
0: hell up about it as well yeah and just yeah. be like casually around for dinner and be like oh by the way i'm db cooper that's a good point actually like the person who if the person did survive likely that they're none of these people mm. because they did have the sense to just not mention it because there's a few on this list who are just like oh and then they said it was them one day yeah exactly well i, I
1: could i could do that if i wanted to <laughs> you know yeah
0: <laughs> uh unless you know there's a, f- a couple here where they said it on their deathbed so if you're gonna say that's the time to do i'm gonna die tomorrow I might as well tell you this cool thing about me you didn't know
1: yeah but is, it, is that just to try and maybe add some mystique
0: to their life oh yeah definitely yeah. i don't i don't think that any of the people who said it on their deathbed it actually was <laughs> it's just a cool thing to say as you're dying
1: exactly you could make up anything on your deathbed be like i had sex with a queen and people would be like whoa he said this
0: <laughs> thing on his deathbed all right, so i remember to not believe anything you say on your deathbed. Good shout. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's Barbara Dayton. Uh, a lot of these, are, there's not too much information, uh, just because there's so many suspects to go through. Yeah,
1: it's true. They, it, it's very sketchy. It's just like, oh, you know, this person did this, they they were related by this, and then the FBI said no. That's what I find for most of it. It's like there always seems to be a very short investigation. There's a couple that sort of kept their attention for a little bit longer, but most of the time they've been disproved for a variety of reasons
0: yeah uh so yeah throw another one out there um another one like was uh,
1: kenneth christiansen did you catch that one
0: kenneth christiansen oh yeah i did yeah
1: yeah so he had uh, been a paratrooper and then a mechanic and a flight attendant for northwest orient airlines which is the airline that the plane was from mm-hmm. um he apparently also resembled the composite sketch of the hijacker but I've seen enough episodes of Crime Watch to know that those things are flaky at best.
0: Well, also the uh, flight attendant acknowledged a resemblance. That's they true. Spoke to yeah. the flight attendant about this one, and she, she did she did admit there was a resemblance. But hmm. I don't know how well I would. I'm pretty I'm pretty terrible at remembering people's faces. But then if I have never been in that situation, so. yeah, I
1: said would have get it, like burned <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, apparently in 2003, this guy's brother, Lyle, saw a documentary on the Cooper case and became convinced that his brother, who died in 1994, was, in fact, D.B. Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, the FBI didn't see enough evidence to investigate. Um, and apparently the brother tried to sell the story for a film, which never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a big thing about Kenneth, around the time of the hijacking, buying a house for cash. Yeah. And in that day and age, it would have been a lot of money. And that was the main thing that this Lyle's story was going on. Um, it later came out that Kenneth did not pay cash for his house. Uh, actually, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, apparently apparently that's, uh, that's the way it went
0: down. So it just ruled him out straight away. So this is another one where on his deathbed, he was talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he said to his brother on his deathbed, you know, there's something I've got to tell you. Uh, He said, actually, I've got the quote here. There's something you should know, but I cannot tell you. And then his brother said, uh, he didn't want to know, basically. He said, I don't care what it is. You can't tell me about it. We love you anyway. And he said his brother tried to tell him something, but he wouldn't let him tell him. And then afterwards, that's why he was like, that's what he was trying to tell me. (laughs) So he he just jumped to the conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been. He must have sat on it, ruminated on it and been like, I wish I bloody got him to tell me, you know. And he was just looking for anything to think of what it could be. To me, yeah. like it sounds like the brothers
1: just a bit of a huckster. Just uh, yeah, sort of threw that theory out there because if he's trying to shop it around for a film as well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty shitty As thing soon to as do. I
0: as soon as I saw about the film thing, I was like, I, uh, uh... but he he did say about the house. I didn't I didn't know the bit that you said about he didn't buy it for cash. That's interesting. Mm. Uh, he said about the attendance resemblance uh, acknowledgement, uh, and one of his other bits of evidence was well, he loved bourbon. a lot of (laughs) bourbon apparently though as well after his death the family
1: members discovered gold coins and a valuable stamp collection and um apparently over 200 grand in various bank accounts so you know the guy was worth a few quid um I, i don't know where that came from but the fbi once again no connection
0: the fbi said also that he seemed too short basically they were like he's not as tall as the guy (laughs) <laughs> uh, who claimed to be db cooper and also like um kenneth christensen was balding yeah and they said well db cooper had a full head of hair yeah but then some of his friends said well he did sometimes wear a wig so it's possible so yeah, but there is this stretch in uh, yeah there, a bit. In there, it? well one of the things yeah. that i found bizarre is
1: um one of the things the fbi said that ruled him out was apparently he had a level of skydiving expertise above that predicted by the suspect profile Mm. so the fact that he was too good at skydiving (laughs) precluded him from being a skydiving criminal
0: yeah that's the thing that's what i kept that's what i said earlier they say oh he can't have been he wasn't an expert they don't think it was an expert why
1: yeah exactly yeah what evidence is there like the man jumped out of a plane and pulled a cord you know i think most people could probably figure
0: that out yeah (laughs)
1: but the fact that he was too good suggests that db actually fucked something up (laughs) i don't know what that would be yeah
0: that's what i never found i was like if they're thinking like you said if they're thinking all these suspects are too good to be him what what did he do wrong to make him think that
1: the only thing i can think is there might might be a bit of evidence that the fbi is withheld you know so if they did find a suspect they could ask him about specifics and there might be that one detail they didn't release where if they mention it they know it's them you know so maybe there is a little something in that
0: uh, so I'm going to talk about um, did you read about Jack Coffelt?
1: Yes I did
0: yeah there's not a lot to this guy uh, I, in my opinion there's no way it was him <laughs> he was the first person who claimed to be him hmm. and he was a, a known con man <laughs> the criminal history hmm. um, uh, he had injuries at the time Is <laughs> pretty much the only <laughs> thing to go on uh And there 's a like so many inconsistencies to his story that the f b i pretty much straight away just wrote this guy off, but he was shopping his story around everywhere, trying to get on telly, claiming it to be him i don 't know about you, but if I'd pulled like a great all time historical heist i wouldn 't be trying to get on every talk show in America saying it was me <laughs> yeah <check laughs> keep them to myself. <laughs> yeah, but um he was, yeah, he was constantly trying to get on TV. FBI were like, this guy's a complete shyster. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually to the point where TV stations are just ignoring him. They're like ignoring his calls. and like, oh, we don't <laughs> want this guy on. <laughs> it's like a shit version of the Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, really, really bad. <laughs> so that's, and that's all there is to Jack Coffelt. In, in 72, he was like, it was me. And then just kept shouting from the rooftops. It was me. Honestly. And it wasn't. No. <laughs> unless, it, unless it's a, a genius double bluff. And he was like, if I act like an idiot, they just won't think it's me. You might be onto something. And, you am know, I'm, I'm being all turned around on Jack Coffer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's literally all there is on Jack Coffer. He's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Strike him off.
1: <laughs> well, one of the ones that I quite like that come up. Did you see uh, John List? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting this is, one. This
0: is probably the wackiest one.
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. But, um... For for the listeners, he was an accountant um, and a World War II and Korean War veteran who murdered his wife, three teenage children, and his 85-year-old mother uh, 15 days before the Cooper hijacking. Um, he apparently withdrew 200 grand from his mother's bank account and disappeared. Um, he, it says he came to the attention of the Cooper task force due to the timing of his disappearance uh, and apparently matched the hijacker's description, allegedly. Um and there was a reasoning that a fugitive accused of mass murder has nothing to lose <laughs> so you know why not <laughs> um he was captured though in 1989 uh he admitted to murdering his family but n- denied any involvement with the cooper hijacking but uh, his name still seems to come up all the time even though there is no substantial evidence it's just he happened to be a criminal around the time and it's this whole loose you know a
0: well why not you know i think a lot of it is people trying to tie to sort of you know infamous crimes happening around the same time into one person because it makes it more spicy that's it yeah <laughs> yeah and they're they're around the same sort of frame they looked similar to each other so they're just like hey maybe it was the same person yeah and then this the, that sort of idea has run on but i, I don't think so I mean, to me, this guy, you know, if he's murdered his whole family, just it doesn't
1: seem like the description of Cooper that I've read, where all the people on the plane yeah. and the flight attendants were saying that he was a really nice guy. He yeah, just seemed, he like seemed like a really very, decent like, bloke.
0: Collected to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people were saying that um, he didn't get that bourbon and soda to calm his nerves. He just wanted a drink. Like He seemed as yeah. cool as a cucumber.
0: Yeah. So, John List. Um, another one I've got here is Richard McCoy. Mm-hmm. Have you got this one? Yes, I like this one. What did you like about him? I, I like the idea. Well, I don't know if I think it's him, but I like the idea of. Um, so this guy is a is another veteran. He's a Vietnam vet, uh, former Green Beret helicopter pilot, mm-hmm. avid skydiver. So these chips will fall into place, and uh, he was thought to be there was. So basically, after the DB Cooper incident, there was loads of copycats around. Yeah. People trying to do the same thing. And this guy was one of those copycats, or was he? So maybe <laughs> it was Cooper doing the same thing again. Like I got way of it once. Why not do it again? Uh, so in 1972, this Richard McCoy hijacked uh, an aeroplane with a hand grenade, which to me, that's not Cooper's style. No. I think he would go for the same, same, because I don't think, like you said earlier, I don't think it was a real bomb. Hmm. I think it was like, you know, a load of carrots and a tape together. <laughs> a <dental laughs> Spray <box>. painted red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think he would actually get hold of a real hand grenade and do it. No. So that's that. That's the detail that sort of throws me off. Uh, but in 72, when he hijacked this plane with the hand grenade, he did the same thing, parachuted away with half a million dollars, but was captured days later.
1: So I, I read that the hand grenade was apparently a paperweight resembling a hand grenade
0: (laughs) okay so that's (laughs) that's more likely yeah (laughs) yeah he was captured uh and then in august 1974 so after being in prison for a few years he busted out of jail uh and sort of went on the run until three months later where he was killed uh, shot in an fbi shootout uh now some FBI agents think that they were the same man he was repeatedly questioned when they took him in cuz a lot of the incident fit the bill of what happened with DB Cooper but he always refused to comment and never admitted but never said it wasn't mm. so he I think he liked the infamy I don't think he was Dan Cooper but I think he liked the idea that they thought he was and tried to be mysterious about it Yeah
1: out out of all the ones that i read up on he was probably my favorite for being db but i think from everything i've read about him he is most likely just a copycat
0: yeah i think he's a a good copycat and i like that of the copycats he's the most likely to have been actually the real deal as well Mm. but i don't know i don't know i don't know if he would have done it again do you know what i mean
1: it would be a bit ballsy like to, to yeah, the same crime then, twice
0: you know he got two hundred thousand the first time i right? think hey why didn't i up it because it was this was half a mil it's like it's true yeah up in it again yeah so there we go yeah richard mccoy um one of the ones
1: that i found that I quite like do you see uh robert rackstraw
0: yes this was the first one i looked into actually
1: yeah it's his one's come up quite a bit from what I've seen so he was a retired pilot and apparently an ex-con and he served uh, on an army helicopter crew uh, and other units during the the Vietnam War Um, Mm -hmm. apparently came to the FBI's attention after he was arrested in Iran and deported to the US to face explosive possession charges Mm -hmm. uh, which is quite interesting Apparently he's released on bail for that one though. Um he attempted to fake his own death, I read, by radioing in a false mayday call and telling controllers he was bailing out of a rented plane over Monterey Bay. Uh but then police later arrested him uh, on an additional charge of forging federal pilot certificates. This
0: this well, guy I was like I didn't have that bit, yeah. That's yeah, this,
1: this guy's a real dodgy character. Um And the plane, apparently the plane he claimed to have ditched was found and repainted in a nearby hangar, so he actually chored the plane as well nice was ballsy, apparently the investigators noticed he had a very similar physical resemblance to the Cooper composite sketches mm-hmm. um He had military parachute training uh, and a criminal record as well, but they eliminated him as a suspect, apparently in nineteen seventy nine because there was no direct evidence of his involvement right. I think there was something towards the end of his life where he was uh, another another one talking about it on his deathbed as well. If I remember correctly, um,
0: a few of these talked about it on their deathbed. Mm. It seems to be a common thing.
1: Yeah, so apparently with Rackstraw, he said um, in a 2017 phone interview, uh, he said he lost his job over some investigations into him in 2016, mm-hmm. but he talked to the fbi about it um and he says that he told everyone that he was db cooper (laughs) um but then it came out that it was all a stunt allegedly he turned around and said no it wasn't actually me i was just uh trying to get some fame out of it and it's the details on this are a little bit sketchy
0: robert rackstraw is one that sort of came up quite a lot especially this time around because all these suspects most of them are dead by now yeah uh, and he was the most recent to die. So when I'm searching, you know, Cooper's suspects and stuff like this, this came up a lot because he only died last year. Mm. So um, he died July 9th last year from um, a heart condition. Yeah. Like an ongoing heart condition that finally got to him. And so, yeah, there. This sort of a lot of people looking into it. Was it him? Like what, another one of the suspects is dead. So this one's quite sort of, there's a lot of talk about this on the internet from last year after his death.
1: Hmm. I read that apparently there was a filmmaker who was very interested, uh, in Rackstraw yeah. as well. Um, a guy called Thomas Colbert. And apparently him and a team of investigators studied all the evidence for years and decided that Rackstraw, like, was their guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 2016, he published a book, uh, which was called The Last Master Outlaw and also produced a documentary, uh, on Rackstraw called D.B. Cooper Case Closed. So uh, yeah, this guy was he pretty was really bloody sure. sure.
0: Yeah. sure it was him, Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you know, by his own admission, he says that he, he told everybody he was, but he he wasn't allegedly.
0: Hmm. So I think I, when I was initially looking, he was sort of one of the ones where I was like, oh yeah, maybe him. But I don't know if that's just because there was so much out there about him hmm. that it seemed to be a lot of people's favorite. So I'm just following the herd, like, well, it must be him. Everyone thinks it's him. Yeah. But um, I'll be, I haven't decided who I think is most likely of our suspects yet. As we go through, I'm sort of, uh, maybe. And at the end, I think I'll come down and decide which one as we revisit them. Uh, but another one here I've got is uh, Dwayne Weber. Okay, I didn't didn't read that one. Dwayne Weber. okay. So he claimed to be Dan Cooper on his deathbed. <laughs> uh, he died in 1995. Uh, he was one of the initial suspects, but his DNA brought him out quite quickly. Uh, even though he had quite a strong resemblance to Dan Cooper. But it was his wife who uh, really thought it was him. So um, she had sort of a number of things. Basically, I don't know what it was that sort of got her thinking it was him after he died, mm. but she, something happened that triggered this idea of like, I think it was him. And then she started recalling events throughout their marriage. Oh, okay. Um and try to like puzzle the pieces together. She said like so many of the pieces like fit in place. Um, she remembers him talking in his sleep about, um, about airplanes, like st- something about an airplane, like a weird memory about st- stealing an airplane or something like that. <laughs> um, she remembers him having like a knee injury that he didn't say how he got uh, the Thanksgiving weekend. Cause it was the Thanksgiving weekend that happened of 1971. And, oh, hang on a second, I've got it here. I was like, why, why did she think it was him? Because he claimed on his deathbed to her that it was him. <laughs> so on, just before he died, he said, Joe, his wife, he said, Joe, I was DB Cooper. Ugh, died. <laughs> and then she was like, what's he talking about? And then she started piecing these things together. Hmm. Uh, the knee injury, the talking in his sleep, all these little bits and bobs throughout his life. Um, and she sort of went forward. I think it was my husband. And they said no, we already tested his DNA. He was one of our, you know, we we already looked into this. It wasn't him. Yeah. Boom. Uh, and that's all I have on Dwayne Weber. His wife, she's still adamant that it was him.
1: Well, she would be, I guess, you know, if it's, that's your husband's dying words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you're going to believe it. but.
0: And it's pretty exciting. I, it's I it's kind of cool. Yeah,
1: that's it. But it, the, the DNA rules him out. So all he's done is yeah. he proved himself to be a massive liar on his deathbed
0: yeah that's true yes i suppose if she doesn't want to think god one of his last words to me was just a fucking lie (laughs) yeah thanks (laughs) so she's gonna go with it i guess
1: (laughs) but out of all of them that's that's pretty much the ones that i gave any time and attention to uh were there any other ones that you come across that were were of interest
0: i've got a couple here which are just sort of there's not much info Mm. uh one that i had quite a lot of info on but I, uh, I don't know if I thought it was him, so I haven't written too many notes. It was a guy called William Gossett. Okay, yeah. Um, he told his sons numerous times that it was him. Um, descriptions of him, his friends, and people that knew him described him as a, quote, quirky guy. <laughs> um, his sons remember him having a lot of money in 1971 around Christmas time um he had military background uh survival experience he was a parachutist he'd been in the korean and vietnamese wars the fbi agents didn't find any links other than a few statements made by himself which are him telling his sons mm. oh you know i was dan cooper so basically his sons are like it was him look at all this stuff and the fbi agents are like yeah that's all there is he told you yeah that it was him uh he died in 2003 And
1: he's a bit of a kooky chap. So that's probably another thing that threw him off. Um, I I read, though, you'd probably quite like him. He'd probably have a place on on this very show, actually, because he used to host a a radio talk show in Salt Lake City, which featured discussions about the paranormal.
0: Wow, he was a quirky guy. There you go. I'm going to change the podcast to the quirky guy. I didn't know that. I didn't find that bit about him hosting the talk show. That's interesting. So, yeah, the only other names that I sort of briefly looked at were, um, did you read anything about Robert Richard Lepsey? I did, yeah. I'm not too much, though. What did you get on him? Uh, okay, so he went missing in, t- in uh, 1969. So already I'm like, why are we even thinking it's this guy? Hmm. Um, because there was no missing persons reported. Basically, the, the thing that I found interesting is the weekend of the hijacking, there was no reported missing persons that fit. The bill for what dan cooper looked like mm. which i found an interesting little tidbit if he disappeared there was no reports of a missing person but in 1969 uh, this guy went missing um basically he had a strong resemblance they found his car dumped at an airport with the keys still in the ignition and he had reportedly taken a flight to mexico mm. and that was the last time he was seen and they think it might have been him because it was a missing person. But I don't know why. This is two years before the event that he went missing.
1: So the the flight that he took, was was it It was 100% him? I, they know that or was
0: it? Uh, not 100%. So the only thing that they know is that he went missing. I think he had a, I haven't written here, but I think it was a butcher shop or a shop of some kind. Hmm. He closed it up, got in his car after work, drove off. That was the last time people saw him. Huh. A few days later, they found his car at this airport, keys in the ignition, and it's thought that he got a plane to Mexico because he matched the description for someone who got this flight to Mexico last he's seen. See, that's
1: interesting. Like, it just shows you how lax airport security was back then.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, well, it might have been him. You know, pretty I, I much. remember it being lax when I was a kid, so I can't imagine <laughs> what it was like in nineteen sixty nine. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that's that's one which I don't think has a lot going for it. Mm. Um, did you have William Smith? No. Didn't catch that one. Okay, so this is a really weird one. He was never a suspect. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but in 2018, an anonymous military data analyst identified him as who they thought it was. <laughs> um, he was the friend of a dismissed suspect from 1985 called Dan Leclerc. Okay. So in 1985, they'd been looking at this guy called Dan Leclerc. They really thought it was him, but after a while dismissed him. And, uh, this, an anal- analyst after going through the details thought, oh, it wasn't him. It was his friend. Hmm. If we'd looked into his friend, we wouldn't have dismissed him because his friend had stolen Dan LeClaire's life story. And they think it was actually him that did it. So where the trail <laughs> ended on Dan LeClaire, actually it was his friend that had stolen his life story. And that if they'd followed that lead, it would have, they would have come to the conclusion that it was him <laughs> that did it the only issue is there's no evidence <laughs> it's just this guy i, like, I think it was him <laughs> so just wow. this anonymous this anonymous analyst thought it was him uh, but he was never actually a suspect william smith but that was interesting because that was only from 2018 that name sort of came up yeah um after they'd already closed the case on this guy so hmm. 2016 they said not looking for him anymore and this guy just sort of maybe did it off his own back or whatever the thing I
1: find odd is that there seems to have been a decent amount of evidence that was left, Um but there's just no suspect at all is plausible. There's nothing that's turned to anything else, and no other fingerprints have come up, even in this day and age, I do historical analysis on things. Mm. so There's no other cases that this guy has cropped up in where they've taken fingerprints from him. No. Which is just baffling, because you'd think someone who's got the stones to do that is probably quite a hardened criminal.
0: Mm. Or oh, yeah, I don't know. Or he he just snapped one day. Yeah. Who knows? He just did it. He just <laughs> took a punt. Maybe he was just like a nobody. I'm just going to do this. I, d- I might die, but I reckon I can parachute out of a plane. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I've got some... I got. I can make a fake bomb. I'm going to do this. But it's weird. Like, the, the the report that no one was reported missing of that weekend. I'm like, who the hell was this guy? Yeah. Um, so the only other name I have here is a guy called Walter Rika. Um he died in 2014 hmm. he was a paratrooper he claimed to be a spy <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's already
1: discredited him <laughs>
0: he admitted to being cooper uh in a taped confession before he died um and he settled in clay ellum in washington hmm. which is the closest town to where uh, the plane was when Dan Cooper jumped out. <laughs> so they reckon he jumped out, landed, settled to the nearest town, lived out his <laughs> yeah, life, soul. fine. And yeah. just before he died, he's like, I'm just going to record my confession. See ya, peace <laughs> out. <laughs> he just kept his head down in this small town. Uh, that was the only other name I looked into briefly. But they're, they're, that's that's the list of suspects I've got.
1: Hmm. So one little thing that I thought was quite interesting that came from all this is the, the plane that was hijacked, the Boeing 727 at the time, the, the back door in the plane. So you think of a back door these days, it's like that little side exit door, isn't it? You know, where you can put mm-hmm. the stairs up to it. This particular plane had like the, um, you know, you know, like on like a big military plane where it's got like that cargo hatch that drops. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you'd see like, uh, paratroopers jumping out of, you know, like go, go, go. They go piling out the back. It had, um, a cargo hatch that was like that. So it sort of flipped down and that's what he opened and jumped out of. And, um, during doing the the bits afterwards just to stop something like this happening again so it couldn't be open from the inside they had to develop something that they called a cooper vein which uh, right. sits on the back of the the back of the plane and keeps it uh locked so it means it has to be unlocked from the ground ah so, interesting yeah yeah it's just to try and stop further incidents
0: a little bit of a legacy
1: yeah yeah hmm.
0: so of our of our suspects are there any that you're you would hang your hat on and say yeah maybe that guy Ah,
1: not really. (laughs) They would just seem really, really tenuous. And there's a lot of evidence that that goes the other way against them, you know. And the FBI have explicitly ruled out most of these people.
0: I mean, you can pick holes so easily in all of them. Yeah. Which I guess is why they were only suspects and never actually arrested. Yeah. Um, Because none of them seem like it's definitely them. I mean, there's a few I like more than others, Um, like Lindoyal Cooper i kind of like that one but that is based on you know conjecture of a child
1: yeah and they all seem to be like the ones that i like are the ones that would make a good story
0: yeah i think that's what it is because the other ones are like like richard mccoy i like the idea of the copycat trying again never admit yeah that's it yeah yeah
1: Yeah, it sounds good but realistically nah
0: yeah i don't know who i'm sort of flipping through these suspects thinking who would i go for and yeah like you say it's just the ones that make a cool story yeah i mean maybe a lot there's a lot of people who think it was robert rackstraw like you said there's the 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 book about it the case closed book and potential for making this film about it but Hmm. i don't know if i think it's him there's nothing about it that made me go oh yeah yeah i could still find holes in it so there's none i i personally don't think it's any of them i don't know i just think it's some
1: crazy maverick renegade who had a mad idea you know as you say maybe he snapped or something and Mm. he's thought why not he went and did it he got most of the way there but he ended
0: up eating pavement and that was the end of it so you think he's just a big splat I think so. I love the idea that he got away with it and he's not any suspect. No, he was wearing a fake mustache or whatever, like, you know, fake nose, landed and then just went away. a bit like the guy who did the, the taped confession, he just like settled down in a small town uh it's like hitler running off to argentina you know like <laughs> see you later guys so db D- D- cooper is chilling with hitler in argentina yeah
1: exactly
0: he got away with it <laughs> he hitchhiked the rest of the way to mexico <laughs> <laughs> but yeah unfortunately I, I don't think it was any of them suspects no
1: nah, i've got to say me neither it's a shame it's one of those ones that i think's just never going to be
0: solved no, no. And even the like we said, the FBI closed the case in 2016. Even they're like, nah, we're not going to solve this. Let's just put our resources elsewhere.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be one of those mystery men that, that's already fallen into almost like a mythical status. Yeah. yeah the mythical DB Cooper will never be caught. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, I'm glad uh, I had a, t- a chance to look into it more and look into some of these suspects and stuff. Uh, is there any stuff you wanted to uh, talk about further on the case or is that everything we've got
1: um i that that pretty much wraps it up for me um I, well there was one further little thing is i know that he left the the bomb case on board and apparently the fbi have have got that and there's some details about it that have been unreleased just in case a viable suspect did come up you know like i was talking about earlier how they don't release certain details apparently um, there's specifics on the bomb that they haven't released just in case someone does come up as a viable suspect even all these right. years later
0: so they're not gonna, they're not continuing their hunt. But if something comes to them, they've Still got that there, in yeah. Pocket, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, interesting stuff. Uh, I hope the listeners who requested it are happy with our more thorough analysis of the uh, <laughs> DB Cooper case. Um, I talked about on weird tales we're going to be sort of running the show in series from now on so listeners uh me and rick are going to be dropping one of these revisited episodes probably probably like once per series of weird tales so if there's any cases or things that we've sort of brushed over that you'd like us to do in more detail let me know because i'll be taking uh listener suggestions into consideration a lot for these because it's interesting to know what you would like us to talk about more exactly the weirder the better oh yeah and uh like i said that we already covered a few if you go on uh it's bobshoy.bandcamp.com uh you can buy all three of the previous episodes for two dollars or uh any price you can name you can give me twenty dollars from if you want Uh, but they're fun (laughs) episodes they're really good ones and uh i think that wraps us up i think so Oh, and I've sent, I'm telling to get in contact uh, with your suggestions. If you want to do that, it's unexplainable <laughs> UK at mail.com or go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com and you can contact through there. Uh, if you are listening to this, you've probably been listening to Weird Tales a while. You already know where you can get in contact. Uh, but yeah, do that. Uh, any other stuff you want to say, Rick? No, I'm good. That's it. Thanks for listening. Excellent. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. After this episode, there's going to be a short break. We're going to be off for a month, and then we'll be back uh, with some new stuff. So get in contact with any stuff you want to hear about. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Bye bye. Thanks for Stay listening. Happy Lots. Bye bye.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.